now we're going to get into how to how to deal with living without expectations or minimizing expectations. The first thing, obviously, is to start recognizing and being aware of expectations. And and I've also done some research on this and, and taken bits and pieces, and, and we've talked about the different types of expectations already. So now we can talk about certain things that we can put in place. And I do this in every topic because I want to give people tools, right? So if people, if you've related to having expectations or struggling with expectations causing you disappointment or resentments or anger, um, and you don't know what to do about it, we've got some answers, yes. right? And we've got some practice personally and mm-hmm. practical application. So the first step is to become aware of expectations. Become aware that you're, having expect, you're putting expectations on other people. Become aware that you're you're setting unrealistic expectations on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. You're not perfect. You're not going to be the best mom. You're not going to be the best nurse. You're not going to be the best. You know, I, I get up every day with the intention of mm-hmm. being the best version of myself that I can, and being a better version of myself than I was yesterday. But I'm never going to be perfect. I, it's funny. I I actually had a a follower subscriber post on my book of faces Mm -hmm. apes page and we were talking about the best version being the best version of yourself and this guy said in one of the comments i wish i knew who it was so i could give him credit but it made me think and i appreciated it he said the best version of myself will be on display in my casket at my funeral Mm -hmm. and i thought god willing that's true like at first i laughed like what a horrible thing to say what a morbid thing to say Like, the best version of myself would be dead. But that's not what he was saying at all. What he was saying was, the best version of myself will be when I'm done. Yeah, all the self-centeredness and the... Well, it's when you've reached the end of your journey. (coughs) Yeah. Right? Like, you can't improve upon... Like, if you are on a a journey of self-progression and growth... Like, I feel like I am. I feel like I'm on a continuous journey that's not going to end. Every day. I'm not going to get to a place where I'm like, I'm done. This is the best version of myself. I'm going to be continuing to strive to be better, to be more humble, to Mm -hmm. be more spiritual, to be a better leader, to be a better example, to be a better teacher, to be a better light in the darkness, to be a better shepherd to those who are still lost. Like, I'm going to strive to be those things until I die. Like, that's how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. 20 years from now, I might not feel that way. I might be like, F everybody else. Yeah, uh, It's too tiring trying to save the world. Um, right now, that's not how I feel. Right now, I feel like until I die, like I'm on a journey of self-progression. And so the best version of myself is going to be on my last day. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm not going to be able to improve from there. My, my story will be over. So I related. Like, I made the connection. What he was saying was... The best version of myself will be when I'm done. Mm-hmm. When I've got to the end of the road, I won't be able to improve from there. Depending on your spiritual beliefs or your religious beliefs, you know, things do improve from there. Yeah. So, but what he was talking about is here on earth in this life. Number two, stop wanting to be right. Oh, yeah. That's hard. One of the, one of the biggest things that people, and myself included fail to recognize when things get heated or emotions get higher or flare up is wanting to be right. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I struggle with is just wanting to be understood. I don't even care if I'm right or if you think that I'm right. I just want you to know where I'm coming from. 
And, you know, especially when it comes to personal relationships and relationships with friends, when a misunderstanding happens, I don't care who's right. At the end of the day, like, it's not about, to me, if you're right or I'm wrong. It's about, do you understand where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. Can you understand my point of view? And if you don't, or you don't care to, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to have limited access to me. Mm Because the types of relationships that I have want to have understanding and mutual respect. So stop wanting to be right. Stop insisting on being right. Stop putting so much energy into demanding others. It's exhausting. Definitely. And just to know that, like, at the end of the day, um, I don't have to agree with what you say. And you don't have to agree with what I say. But that's still how you feel. Right. And just validating how you feel. Right. Or if somebody pisses you off at that time, you don't have to react right then. Sometimes you can be like, hey, we're going to come back to this. Yeah. I'm going to process it. And that's something yeah. before I got in recovery, I didn't, I was popping off at the mouth. Right. Because you're going to say something and I'm going to say something back. Right, right. Or I'm not going to say nothing three months later, I'm going to word bomb it on you. Right. So right. now it's. start stabbing you to death yeah, with words. Like, right. well, yeah. So now it's okay to be like not reacting when stuff happens and mm-hmm. also like. To know that, like, it's okay how you feel too, right? Right, right. and that's okay. I think one that of makes the, you you. I think one of the most human things that you can do is say, you know what? I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I just don't agree, mm-hmm. and being okay with it. Yeah, like being okay with the fact that I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. I profess that in every episode. Mm-hmm. My beliefs do not require you to believe what no. I believe. My beliefs allow you to have an opinion. And for your opinion to be right in your world, because I don't, I'm not the center of your world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you're not the center of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, Where people collide is when... They want to be right all the time. Listen, part of the the far left and the far right is a total lack of empathy, Mm -hmm. a total lack of allowing someone else to have their own beliefs. Mm And, you know, what I see is people literally force-feeding and ramming their beliefs and their ideas and opinions down somebody else's throat. And then trying to make people feel guilty or wrong because they feel a certain way. Right. Right. Like, we could get it. We could have a whole topic. We have a whole podcast just on that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And and listen, it comes back to expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't expect you to change and I can't expect to change your mind or your point of view mm-hmm. it comes back to that whole serenity prayer yes. thing right like I the things I cannot change are all of them all of them so I'm going to accept that and mm-hmm. leave it right there mm-hmm. I can't change you so I'm not going to try and that's something you have to do Some I have to do sometimes 10 or 11 times in a day 100% oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, man in my early recovery I didn't even know what the serenity prayer man. Uh, I just said it all the time all the in my time head. yes so I would stop being angry mm-hmm. You know it gives I mean? you like, like a sense of peace to li- know that like listen, I, I can't would say control it, anything. I would say it over and over. Mm-hmm. And in and, and my, my mind, what I was thinking was, please don't let me snap this motherfucker's head back. Please don't. Please don't, don't let, let me, me snap case. <laughs> please. You know, people people don't understand. Like, you know, I joke, but I, I, I joke, but I tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me because it's true. Yes. And I was just having this conversation with somebody else, actually, that uh, I... I say the things that other people are thinking yes. and don't have the balls to say. Same. And and people laugh or they're shocked, mm-hmm. but they laugh yeah. because they were thinking it too. Yeah. And it happens at work all the time where I'll say something and people will be like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. And I'm like, but you were thinking it. Mm-hmm. 
And they'll laugh because yeah. it's true, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's why shit is funny. 90% of the time, humor and comedy is funny because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Comedians sit around and think about funny-ass shit that's real, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. And then they bring it to life. They put a spotlight on it, and they're like, hey, look at this fact that I realize is pretty hilarious. And then you laugh because you realize it is freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. So... Stop! Stop trying to change people. Stop mm-hmm. trying to ha- tr- stop letting your expectations steal your joy. Yes. Right. Let other people think and believe what they want. Mm-hmm. If it's not literally affecting your paycheck or your ability to pay your bills or feed your kids, who cares? Mm-hmm. Right. It's the way I see it. Anyway. Yes. Sign. Number three: Eliminate expectations of others. And here's how. Right. Like I'm going to give you some some specifics. How do we eliminate our expectations of others? Well, number one, people are going to agree to do things for you that they just cannot do, right? Like, I'm going to meet you at the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning every day. Mm-hmm. I had this experience. I, a guy that I sponsor, I love him to death. I love him like a brother. He's one of my favorite men on the planet. But we had an agreement to meet at the gym because he worked and I worked in the only way that it didn't affect our social lives or our personal lives because he was married with kids was to meet at the gym at the crack of dawn. Well, I don't like getting up at the crack of dawn. I hate it. But I got my ass up and got to the gym. Well, he would show up late, like 30 minutes late, and be like in a good mood. Like, what's up, man? Good to see you. And I'll be furious. Mm-hmm. Furious. Wanted to choke this man. Mm-hmm. Because it's not only have I been there 30 minutes waiting, mm-hmm. it's cutting into my morning. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I felt disrespected. Yes. I felt like my time didn't matter. And it wasn't intentional. He just, like, he's got a wife and kids. I just Mm -hmm. got done saying that. I don't have a wife and kids. So I only have to worry about getting my ass up and dressed into the the gym. He has to make sure that his wife got what she needs, that he's not leaving her stranded, and that, you know, the morning's going before he leaves the house. Maybe we should have set the time at a later time. He also lived in Mount Pleasant. I live two miles from the gym. So I only have to drive 10 minutes. He has to drive 25. Mm-hmm. So there were factors at play, right? But he made a commitment that he couldn't keep. And it brought me a great deal of frustration. <coughs> and, I, and I snapped off. I mm-hmm. did. I cussed his ass one day. Yep. And like we didn't talk for a couple of days and we didn't work out for like a week because of it. And then, of course, I had to eat that shit sandwich and apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, people are going to make commitments and promises to you that they just cannot keep. They're just not capable. They want to. They have the intention of doing it. They just It's just not possible because of out extenuating circumstances. Number two, understand that life happens to everybody, right? Like we were talking about the dinner plans mm-hmm. thing. Like you have children. Like if something comes up, one of your kids gets hurt, you got to go to the emergency room. Our plans are going to get changed. Mm -hmm. I have to accept the fact that life happens for you too. It doesn't just happen to me. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be times where life happens to me and I let somebody else down, right? Where I tell somebody I'm going to help them move and I get sick. Mm -hmm. Or I tell somebody I'm going to help them move and I have to work. Things happen. Things change. And, you know, we have to be, we have to give people grace. Yes. And we have to be merciful with our, with our judgment I think that a lot of times where I fall short is I judge people and I don't think about the fact that I have no idea what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's on their plate. I have no idea what they're struggling with emotionally, financially. And I'm passing judgments based on, you know, a, a minuscule factor of behavior. And I have no idea what's going on. Like, it may have taken everything in their being to get up and get dressed and go to work that day because they're struggling with depression. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm going to beat them the hell up because they weren't there exactly at 8 o'clock. You're going to show up at 8.11 and be like, sorry. Well, you know, maybe 8.11 was the best that they could do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a friend that, that, that doesn't like when people say that I did my best or it was the best that they could do. And I feel like, you know, we have to give people grace mm-hmm. and accept that sometimes my best isn't somebody else's best somebody else's expectation of what best is, right? So we have to we have to give people grace. A big one, this is one that, that you talked about, right? We were talking about topics and I wanted I was pushing for another topic initially and you just were scared to death and uncomfortable mm-hmm. talking about that topic. And another thing that causes expectations of others to not be met is they're afraid to say no. Mm-hmm. So they'll commit to something with you and because they don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't want to let you down. They don't want to disappoint you. Uh, for me, I was a big people pleaser. Oh, yeah. When, when, I, when I first got sober, when I first got clean, especially, I felt like I had been doing so wrong and I had been hurting people for so long and I had been living wrong for so long that when I got out of that darkness, I felt like I had to do everything that I could that people asked me to because I owed this debt. And... It took me getting to a place of being in pain or uncomfortable because I was being so self-sacrificing that I wasn't getting enough sleep. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't at the house enough. My house was in shambles. My dog wasn't getting taken out as much. Uh, My life suffered, right? And uh, I had to start setting boundaries with people and saying no. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn. I had to literally had to learn to say no to people because I was so afraid of letting them down or having them think bad of me. Because I said no. It's very hard. But no is a complete sentence. Absolutely right. But that's hard to do. It's hard to say no. For me, I feel like, um, I don't, like you said, I don't want to let people down. And then I feel an obligation to help people and um, give of myself. I am, a love language of mine is giving of myself. Like, I I don't, I ain't got no money, but I'll do whatever for you. But I also have to like, take care of myself and like be a little selfish in my needs and that's something that um, it's hard to do definitely it's hard to do definitely well and you know so and 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 listen we learn from doing mm-hmm. i learn from doing and sometimes i learn from doing wrong and sometimes i learn from doing right at work a good example is at work. You know, I, I didn't say no to anything that my managers, a couple of my managers that I really respected and looked up to, anytime they asked me to do something, can you do this? I did it to the best of my ability. Can you stay? I would stay. Can you can you go over to this department that's not even your department and help? Can you can you throw hands here? Can you break down these boxes? Can you take this? Whatever it was, I just threw in. And there was one time I remember after being there for a couple of years, there was one time where one of those managers came to me and said, hey, we're, we're really shorthanded in lumber. Can you stay? I'll give you overtime. And I was like, you know what, man? I got other stuff going on mm-hmm. and I'm tired and I've been here since six o'clock this morning and no, I just can't. Mm-hmm. And he tried to guilt me. And oh, he yeah. was like, and he was like, oh, really, dude? You're going to, really? You can't? And I was like, oh, no, no, sir. You don't get to guilt me. When have I ever told you no? And he stopped and he was like, never. I said, right. So I'm telling you that I can tonight. I'm sorry that the answer is no, but that is the answer. And I'm comfortable with it. 
it's, I mean, I was two years sober mm-hmm. or more, two and a mm-hmm. half years sober before I was able to say that to another man and look him in the face and feel like it was okay. Mm-hmm. So I know that other people, I know that there are people out there watching this that struggle with saying no for the same oh, yes. reasons. It's very hard. So understand that people are going to let you down because they're going to be afraid to say no to you. Mm-hmm. They're going to make commitments to you to do something or show up somewhere because they don't want to let you down. And really, they don't want to do it, or they can't do it. Their schedule won't allow it. Um, you know, another example I told you was a, a friend of mine who was going to be like my counterpart on this show, like on this podcast. When when I first talked to her about it, she was all in and she was all about it. And after thinking about it, she just it, she, it just wasn't something that that she was comfortable doing, mm-hmm. especially on the regular, especially being that I was going to delve into some uncomfortable topics yes. and that I was going to ask questions and push things that were going to get people uncomfortable. Um, and that's, and that's uh, one of the things on the list is people change their mind, mm-hmm. right? And was I disappointed? Of course, because she, you know, I, I was excited about it. I've been excited about this project since since its inception. Since I started the like really getting into it and doing it, uh, I've been passionate about it. I, I love talking to people. I love helping people. I love sharing my experience, strength, and hope. Um, she and I had had coffee a couple of times and had great conversations and shared a lot of the same perspectives. So I thought it would be great to have a female counterpart, mm-hmm. right? Because I get boring to listen to. <laughs> Uh, and people want to hear, I know women want to hear a woman's perspective. So I thought it would be a healthy balance. And, uh, I was definitely, I was disappointed. I was, I was disappointed, but I love her. She's a dear friend of mine. And I, you know, she said it, she, her words were, I just don't think it's something that I would be comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, I would never want you to do something that made you uncomfortable or that you weren't comfortable with. So I respect your wishes and I respect your, your boundary and your answer. Of course, I still love you. I'm not mad at you. Uh, and I, in fact, I didn't express any disappointment to her uh, because I didn't want her to feel guilty. And I didn't want her to, because I knew that that was hard. And I actually, I think I sent her a message later and said, I'm proud of you for setting a boundary mm-hmm. and saying no, because I'm sure that was hard for you. And I think that's important too. I think it's important to acknowledge when people get out of their comfort zone to be healthy and communicate. Like, it's hard. It is very hard. It's hard to be vulnerable, especially when, especially when you struggle with being accepted or wanting to be accepted or wanting people to love you or, or like you or care about you or when you love or care about or like somebody else, not wanting to let them down. Right? Like, it all yeah. plays a part. It becomes relative. <clears throat> yes. Like, you know, it, is it going to be okay for me to change my mind? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you change your mind about something ever, that is your right. Mm-hmm. The last thing on how to eliminate expectations of others is understanding that people sometimes just forget. You know what I mean? We get Squirrel. busy. We get yeah. busy. We get caught up in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but my plate is like full and I'm still trying to scoop sides on there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it, it, my, my plate in life is like a Thanksgiving dinner. I've got all the sides, and some of them I don't even want to eat. I just want to taste it. Mm-hmm. But I got some of everything, and my plate is overflowing. And that's a beautiful thing. Like, I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man for the things that I have. And I thank God every day for the life that I have. But sometimes I forget. Sometimes I overcommit. And it's not because I want to let somebody down or because I, I want to disappoint. It's because I want to participate in whatever it is I've signed up for. 
and I forgot that I had something else scheduled. You know what I mean? Like I sponsor a lot of men and I, it slips my mind. Like, was I meeting with you this day? Like I have double booked before. Mm-hmm. I've double booked and made up, made it up to them by meeting one and a half hour earlier and staying with one and a half hour later and still met them both on the same day after I'd worked all day and had a meeting after. Like sometimes we have to make up for our own overextending ourselves. But the point is, is that people forget Yes. And you forget, and I forget. So we need to give people, again, we need to give people grace yes. and be understanding. Like, you can get mad that I forgot that it was your birthday on Saturday. Uh, or you can ex- accept that I had to work Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was just not in my mindset. I got up thinking I need to go to Lowe's and be the best employee I can be, and then I've got to go meet a Swansea afterwards, and then I've got to do this other thing. And then when I get home at 9 o'clock, I'm going to start laundry because I have adulting to do. Yes. But it's hard because we, for me, I... We take it personal. Well, I expect... And men and women think different, too, about things. I expect (laughs) certain things... And if I don't get that, then my feelings get hurt. Like, oh, yeah. I will get Listen. caught up in some feelings real quick. Uh, but this is what we're talking yeah, about. Yes, yes, yes. It's ex- expectations. Yes. I, I hardly ever text anyone else first. Mm-hmm. I, I talk to so many people in any given day. Like, I, I can show you in my phone right now. From 5.22 in the morning to 6.40 in the morning, I have, like, 11 good morning texts from men mm-hmm. that I either sponsor they go to my church or uh, or my sponsor. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a family of accountability. Good morning, sir. How are you? What are your plans for today? Want to share this with you? And uh, and there's days where it makes me nuts, like man. And then there's days where I'm like on the throne first thing in the morning, like good morning, sunshine. Yeah. How are you, brother? Good morning. Good morning. What's on the agenda? What are you doing today? Good luck on your job interview. Blah, 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 blah. But my point is, is that I almost never text anyone first. And when I do, I've thought about texting them like 17 times. I'll give you an example. I texted my friend tonight. She's going through a hard time. It's a, it's a dark time of year for her. She lost somebody around this time of year. And, uh, and I've been thinking about her a lot lately. And I thought about her this morning. And I thought when I, like, in my morning routine, I was like, oh, I got to text her before I do anything else. I'm going to forget. I got to text her before I do anything else. I'm going to forget. This was at 6.15 this morning. I'm thinking this. I, I thought it six times before I got to work. And then I forgot. Score. I texted her on my way home from the gym tonight at, like, 6.23. And I said, hey, friend, I'm just checking on you. I've thought about you seven times in the last week and and I just keep forgetting to text you I'm busy I'm sorry but that's what it takes for me to text someone first it takes it takes an act of desperation almost you know what I mean it has to be weighing on my heart heavily Otherwise, like I talk to every, and I talk, and the people that are in my circle, I talk to so frequently, I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I try to respond as often as I can. I mean, I, I probably get I probably get 150 text messages a day from friends, from you know people in recovery. What's going on with this? What's going on with that? I realized tonight I took a promotion at work. I realized tonight that I have plans to go see a comedian on the 26th of March. To go see Toby Mack on the 19th of February. And another friend just invited me to Midget Wrestling on the 19th of March. And 
I haven't cleared any of that with my management team or, or those times off. So now I'm like, well, shit, they're going to expect me to have open availability and to be available on the 19th of this month, the 19th of March and the 26th of March. But I have plans. I've already bought tickets to some of these things because my old schedule, I was going to be off at those mm-hmm. times. Right. So now I have to go in and disappoint or be disappointed myself because my expectations of going to those things are going to be right. So and that's how we learn. We learn from going through it. I think that. Oh, no, we're, we're moving on. So people change their mind. Number four on the list of living without expectations is don't compare yourself to others. Right. That's hard today too. Sometimes. Definitely, especially mm-hmm. when you know it comes to. You feel bu- like you're like I'm at a certain age, and this should be this, this, and this, and. That's probably the most common. Yeah, and well, let, let, let's just factor in the fact that uh, you know I'm an addict, so I'm starting all over again almost. And but I'm grateful today that everything happened the way it did because um, it made me who I am, and I actually get. I would never thought two years ago I'd be like growing and learning who I'm supposed to be. And it's right. amazing. And loving that person. Yeah. That that's the real Working miracle. On that. Yeah, yeah. The loving real it. miracle yeah. is for me the real miracle has been I've been striving to become the man that I was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I have fallen in love with being that man. Mm-hmm. Like the friendships and relationships that I have, the authenticity of the relationships that I have, the transparency just from doing this podcast, I've had people that have reached out to me. I have a friend that reached out to me that I went to school with, like grade school with, and she's reached out to me for advice on on stuff that's going on in her family, and that's been like a gift to me. Like mm-hmm. this is doing something. Mm-hmm. Like this is reaching people. I had another man reach out to me who was struggling with some relationship stuff, saw some of my videos, saw some of my videos on TikTok, reached out to me. Hey, man, would you be down to get together and have coffee? I'm struggling with moving on from this thing. Like, absolutely. Like, this is why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Because I want to be useful and I want to help people. So the fact that it, I mean, even this early on is reaching people and it's, I'm getting an opportunity Mm -hmm. to to have purpose and to to fulfill my purpose. Um, You know, and God's given me the ability to listen to people and be empathetic and to share my experience, strength, and hope. And, and suggestions and advice. What a gift that is. Oh, yeah. And I never, if you would have told me six years ago that mm-hmm. this is something that I would be not only capable of doing and being consistent at it, but loving every second of it, Lo- loving this interaction, right? Like, there's a comedian that I love named Aries Spears. Great comedian. Does great impersonations. He's just a hilarious comedian. But one of the things that I heard him say in a in a showcase or a special, like I think it was the Shaquille O'Neal, comedy uh, death comedy jam or something, he said, "Why deny yourself the best possible human experience? Getting caught up in some dumb shit, mm-hmm. being caught up in things that don't matter at the end of the day. Why waste energy and time?" Why not get to know people, get to know other cultures, get to know other people's backgrounds and hear their experience and listen to their experience and relate? And, and, and that, is, that burned into my memory like, I want to have the best possible human experience. And I only have a certain amount of time to do that. Yeah. 
So I'm going to do everything that I can to have that and not only have that, but encourage other people to have that and have whatever that looks like to them. So don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare yourself to other moms. Don't compare yourself to other nurses. I can't compare myself to other dudes in the gym. I've been mm-hmm. a fat kid my whole life. I've struggled with, with body self-body image my whole life. I have to allow myself grace and mercy to grow and, and progress at my own pace. And I've had physical affliction and medical affliction one after another since I've gotten sober that have set me back six months or set this surgery set me back three months or this injury set me back three months or cancer set me back six months. Like all of these different things that set me back. What I learned was get your ass back in there. Mm-hmm. Give it all you got. The gains will come back. The progress will come back. And every time it's come back faster and faster. And every time the confidence has come back faster and faster. Uh, And I'm a work in progress. If I'm a work in progress emotionally and spiritually, then of course I'm going to be a work in progress physically. I can't compare myself to a 30-year-old dude who's been in the gym or been in sports or been in gymnastics or been, you know, or just has better genealogy than me, has a faster metabolism than me. It's just not realistic Mm -hmm. to compare myself to somebody else. But I do. Oh yeah. I struggle. Like man, I wish my I wish my chest looked like that, or I wish my abs looked like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But who knows what he's got done and what he's gone through and how much, like, more exercise and more diet and more discipline he's had for longer. I, I've only been doing this for a short period of time. You're putting expectations on yourself. Definitely. Number five is set goals that focus on the process rather than the outcome, mm-hmm. right? This is where we get hung up all the time, right? Like we set our sights on the ideal relationship and we don't think about the process of growing and maturing ourselves and being ready ourselves for a relationship or the courting process, right? Like how many times have you dated somebody, taken time to get to know them, taken time in between dates to assess and evaluate and think about really process how you feel and how you felt and or did you just go all in for immediate instant gratification like oh i'm physically attracted to them shapow 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 oh i love you Mm -hmm. and now you're in a relationship with somebody who you don't even really know yeah or you don't even really know if you like and then you find yourself in this situation where you're like God, everything you do fucking annoys me. <laughs> you yeah. get on my every last nerve. The sound of your chewing drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I and I've had this conversation with multiple people. Like, I, uh, and God bless y'all with women specifically. Like, how do I get myself into these situations? And it's that instant gratification. It's mm-hmm. that validation that we seek from other things, right? So set goals that focus on the process. So when I set out, so I just got an assistant manager position. That has been a process. A lot of people think like, oh, congratulations, that's so great, you deserve it. And, and that's been cool for me to hear that. What people don't know is that process started two years ago, two and a half years ago, when a man was mentoring me in my career and he started asking me questions that made me think, like, don't you ever wanna own a home? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, those are things that I never thought about before Mm -hmm. I got sober. Hell, I was worried about what I was going to do tomorrow. Yeah. I was worried about how I was going to stay high tomorrow. I was worried about how I was going to stay out of jail tomorrow. I wasn't thinking about five years from now. Who has time to think about that? 
I don't know where I'm going to be next week. Mm-hmm. And here I am, six years sober. I've had the same address for you know over three years. I've had the same phone number for six years. That's friggin' miracle. That's the <laughs> longest I've ever done anything in my whole life. Mm-hmm. The longest phone. The long. I mean, six years since I was probably eight years old and grew up in Garden Grove, California, and my phone number was seven one four eight nine eight five two one seven. Like that was the last time I had a phone number that long was when I grew up in Garden Grove. 40 years ago. On a rotary. Years. Huh? On a rotary phone. Yeah, right, right. Or or one of those portable phones that was like... Yeah, yeah. That made the noise of the rotary phone. So, you know, here I am, six years later, and things that are happening, the process, the point is, is the process of this promotion has been a focus. That man put in my mind, like, you could own a home one day. But you need this job over here. This is a stepping stone to that job. But this shouldn't be your focus. This shouldn't be your destination. This should be your destination. What you need to focus on is how you're going to get there. Become the best at what you're doing right now. And then step to the next step. And so that's what we did. And he and he helped me with that. He helped me with teaching me uh, to be more observant about different areas of the store to be more diligent in my conversations with associates to set expectations to delegate that was a huge thing I started delegating things to people not that they were below me but that they could help me hey can you help me give them a task thank them for doing the task he was teaching me how to be a leader and then I got promoted into the role that I was before ASM, which is a department supervisor over sales specialist. So I became a sales specialist from a, a customer service associate. I stepped up. And then once I became the best sales specialist in the store, then he trained me and they hired me and promoted me to be a supervisor over sales specialist. And then I did that job for a year and showed that I could lead a team and led, led that team to success and boosted morale there. And when they saw that productivity and that success, when an opportunity to that position, that ASM position, that assistant manager position came available, I was the best candidate for the job because I had done the work. My track record spoke for itself. I got to this position and I excelled and I rose to the challenge. I got to this position, I rose to the challenge. I focused on the process, mm-hmm. and that's the point. The goal was the same, to become an assistant manager for the pay that would get me the income that I needed to buy a home. And during that time, I also worked on rebuilding my credit. That was a process, and it was baby steps. We talked about that before we started mm-hmm. recording. I know you're getting tired. I'm going to get us there. It's okay. So set goals that focus on the process. Don't worry about the outcome. Don't set expectations on the outcome. I interviewed for that job and I prayed every day. Just let me be okay with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. I tried. It, it took everything in my power to not expect to get that job, mm-hmm. to not expect people to recognize that I deserve that job. I prayed for God to help me to be okay if I didn't get the job. I'm already crushing it in the position I'm in. I said that. I'm already leading a team. I've already boosted morale. And I, when I got ready to interview, I said that, look, if I don't get the job, I'll just keep crushing it where I'm at. And I'm good with that. I'm already successful. That doesn't mean that I'm not successful if I don't get it. It just means that you think I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. The next thing is be open to changes. 
Number six on the list of living without expectations. Be open to changes. Don't fixate on the outcomes. It's not about the perfect plan. It's not about being perfect. Mm -hmm. People who are successful are successful because they adapt. If something isn't working, they make changes. They don't get upset that their expectations aren't being met. They don't get upset that they, they hit a roadblock or a failure. They make changes and overcome that failure or that roadblock. Number seven, allow others to manage their expectations of you. Mm. Don't try to control what people think of you. What you know, that's a tough one. Yes. Because we want people to see us as a good leader mm-hmm. or a good mother or a good worker. I have a coworker that is a great worker, but he is so defensive anytime somebody says something about the way he's done something. Like he flies off the handle. Like somebody stuck him in the back with a dagger. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I, I'm a good employee. He is a good employee. What makes him a, a, a hard employee to deal with or a, hard, or a rough associate to, to work with is he's unreasonable because of his own expectations of other people. He expects other people not to criticize him. He expects other people not to coach him. And you have to be willing to be taught. Yes. If you think that you know everything, then you're not teachable. And if you're not teachable, then what good are you? I want somebody to be able to call me on my shit. 100%. Please. I would appreciate it if you did it uh, gently yeah. or, or in, a, in a kind and tolerant way. I don't way. really know how to do that. I'm working on it. It's right. progress, not right. perfection. Well, it's funny. That's going to be another topic is yeah. love and tolerance is our code. Yeah. So, so that's it. So living without expectations, become aware of your expectations. Stop wanting to be right. Eliminate expectations of others. Don't compare yourself to others. Set goals that focus on the process rather than the outcome. Set goals that focus on the process rather than the outcomes. Be open to changes and adapt when things don't go the way that you expect them to. Don't get upset. Redirect your energy into making changes where necessary. And allow others to manage their own expectations of you. Don't try to change people's minds. Don't try to convince people of who you are. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. Be comfortable in your skin. That's so hard, right? Allow other people the grace to make their own interpretation. I'm not going to change somebody's mind. I'm not going to sell somebody on, I'm a good dude. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a a God-fearing man. I'm a loving loving friend. Uh, I'm not going to convince people of those things. They have just have to watch and see that my walk matches my talk. Mm-hmm. And that's what I strive for more than anything. My, my biggest expectation of myself is that I do what I say I'm going to do mm-hmm. and that I be who I say that I am because those two things never lined up in my life before. I talked a good game. I talked a whole lot of shit, but I never lived up to the, the persona that I projected. I played an actor. I was an actor. Mm-hmm. And I was a chameleon, and I showed the world one face while I was living another way. And so now it's all about trying to have my outsides and my insides align and for people to see that I am who I say I am, and I walk the, the talk. Do you have anything else that you want to add? I know that you're, I can see you're, I'm keeping you past your bedtime. No, that's fine. Uh, one thing that I would say is uh, high expectations equal low serenity. Definitely. Definitely. So it just goes to show you, like, at the end of the day, give yourself grace and um, know that, like, you, um, the expectations you put on other people can also, like, steal your serenity. 
Definitely. Real, you know, like, I, it's, a, it's something that you have to just be aware of. This kind of shit right here is making you aware. Definitely. Like, definitely. making you aware of, like, this is real life, but nobody really wants to talk about stuff like that. Def- well, listen. Nobody, nobody wants to no- talk about expectations. Nobody wants to be held accountable. No. Nobody wants somebody else to hold them accountable. No, because right? I like to blame other people for my shit. Definitely. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't want to play the victim once in a oh, while? Oh, yeah. You know, especially, I mean, I talk about that, I talked about that before. That's why the, the most important part of this whole podcast and this whole vibe to me is that, A, that accountability piece. I have to be accountable to myself. If I'm not honest with myself, I'm certainly not going to be useful to anyone else. Mm-hmm. If I'm too busy, I got a bullshit factory right here. Yeah. It's been in production since 1977. Mm-hmm. And I've been buying my own bullshit and selling my bullshit to other people my whole life. So I need accountability partners mm-hmm. in my life. I need other men that I can be like, hey, look, I've been thinking about this thing. What do you think? And be like, that's a terrible idea, yeah. Joe. You definitely shouldn't do that. Or actually, it doesn't sound too bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to bounce my ideas. Like you say, I'm sick as fuck. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need accountability in my life. I need men and women in my life who know the truth, who know my truth, who see my transparency, and who are comfortable saying... You might want to work on that, or you might not want to handle that like that, or you might want to pray about it, or you might want to might want to sleep on it before you have that conversation. I can tell that you're still like emotionally charged about it. Yes, I need that. Mm-hmm. I need somebody that's gonna hold me accountable. Well, and the the important piece is that is that there are people that are for you. Mm-hmm. There are people that are on your team, right? So we are H Development. This is my friend Amanda. I'm Joe Morado. We've been talking about expectations. This is episode seven. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, As always, if you liked what you saw, like, subscribe, check us out on Spotify. We're on every streaming platform. Uh, I've got a TikTok channel, We Are Apes. You can see shorts from all of my episodes there. Leave a comment. If there's a topic that you want me to talk about or want us to address, leave it in the comments. If you think I'm full of shit, leave it in the comments. <laughs> I don't care what you say about me yeah. as long as you talk about me. Yeah. Like, that's real talk. Like, yeah. drive traffic to my site. You can hate. You can love. I will reply to positivity for sure. Anyone who's left a comment knows that. I, I definitely look forward to answering answering uh, comments and, and, and speaking to topics. I can't wait to start speaking to topics that people ask mm-hmm. for. Uh, but thank you for thank, thank you for you. coming on. I, I love you. I appreciate I love you. you. And uh, well, we are out. Yes. Oh. So-